So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Welcome, welcome, everyone this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And there's not really much to talk about, I guess, this week, really. Nothing really Yeah, it's kind of like a dead week, you know? Not really a whole lot going on. We'll just kind of talk about what we got going on in our lives. We'll call it a short episode. Yeah, I mean, nothing happened. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah, there was that thing. What was that thing? Something. Oh, it it happened on uh, Easter? No, 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 that wasn't it. Uh, Halloween? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Halloween. Some guy dressed up as some character from a TV show. Oh, no, 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 that's not it. Um, oh. All right. Oh, oh the, yeah, the Doctor Who Christmas special. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. It slipped so, my mind. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Was, everybody, was, everybody, everybody already stopped listening. Yeah, they're all right. Like, all right, guys, we get it. So, obviously, yeah. it's, it's uh, our episode talking about the Christmas special. And before we get into that, I wanted to talk about our Christmas holiday. So I'll tell you a little bit about what happened with me. So I went back to Tennessee. That's where I'm from. Stayed with my parents for a few days. Had a great Christmas. Got to see friends and family. Got to see Sean. Yay! And I hung out with his family. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was great. It was, it was a really great weekend. We fast forward a little bit. It's Christmas Day. Uh, it's late Christmas Day, and as I said on our last episode, that you know I had it planned in my you know family's day that I was gonna stop whatever I was doing and watch the Christmas special live, which was oh yeah, which was really weird because first off, I. I can't tell you the last time I watched something with commercials. Like, that's how long it's been since I've had... You know what? People said that the commercials were really... Like, a lot of them. There were. There were a lot of commercials. They did uh, They did do, like, a... Which I kind of hated, if I'm being honest. Is they did a thing where, in between the... You know, during the commercials, they would do, like, a sneak peek of what you're about to see... In the next, like, scene. Really? Like, yeah, not, like, all of it, but they would do, like, a clip like of, like, three seconds. And I'm like, gotcha. why show that to me? Just play the episode. Like, don't... So, so my my takeaway from that, first off, was is that uh, my parents' house is chaotic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw your pictures. You had, like, 20 people there. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, and it was really hard to focus on the episode... Because no one in my family watches Doctor Who. They don't understand it at all. 
and they were just interested in why I was they they wanted to know why I was so adamant to sit down and watch a TV show. So uh, my younger brother um, he sat down to watch it with me and was so confused and asking questions and then eventually he's like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. And then he was like, why are you watching this again? I was like, well, I. I obviously am super interested in it, and also I have a podcast, and I want to be up to date on it as much as possible, and he just, the whole time was just distracting me. So so I did, I was able to watch it, and I was able to to get most of it. Did you do your, uh, I don't want you to talk about too much about your experience, but did you do, because we're going to do that here in a second, but did you uh, did you do your little video? I saw you posted something on the Facebook page, but I was, I was on Facebook Blackout for three days. So, your reaction? Did you do a reaction little thing? Yeah, so I, I did, you know, I did my reaction video actually after my second viewing. So, it was like 8 o'clock here in, uh, in the States when I watched it. So, it's 8 o'clock Central Time. I was like, I got a f full viewing of it, and I was going to do my reaction video right afterwards. And what ended up happening was I was just, I was not confident enough to do the the reaction video after not, I would say I, I, I was only able to absorb like 85% of the episode because there's just so much going on. It was my dog, uh, my parents' dogs, family asking me questions. There was times I had to pause it because uh, things were going on and then there was, you know, people were listening to music. The other problem was, was my parents have a really, you know, nice house. It's a five-bedroom house, big house. And my hope was that I was going to be able to watch the episode in solitude? And like, yeah, in a room somewhere where no one was and I could just shut the door and be in my bubble for an hour. Unfortunately, as I found out that the, the only TV in the whole house that has cable is the living room TV in my parents' room. And uh, it's still weird. I'm still being, I'm you know, I'm 26 years old going on 27. And I still not like really allowed in my parents room <laughs> so nice. that's funny so the only place to watch it was the living room and that's where all the commotion was going on so you probably couldn't hear it very well and also well i had i put captions on i do that with tv anyway you yeah. know me i always i yeah, once, always yeah, once you watch anime you can't go back yeah i i always watch with subtitles now <laughs> but even with that i still wasn't able to fully like absorb it I got you. Uh, then, so then later that night, people started leaving. So this is now around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I, I recorded it with their DVR. So as soon as like people started leaving, I rewatched it again. And then that's when I did the the reaction video. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, did you get anything cool for Christmas? Anything cool go down? Yeah, Other yeah. Than, I mean, okay. I got a, a few, uh, few things, a, couple, a video game or two. And then um, I did get some Doctor Who stuff. I got a Doctor oh. Who license plate uh, nice. border, and that was really cool. It, was, it says uh, I think my other vehicles a TARDIS or something like that. No, it says um, um, don't blink. The angels have the car, as opposed to the angels nice. have the box. Um, that so that I got that, and then I got a, a Doctor Who T-shirt that says. The, the it's from Blink as well, which is the, you know, it's like a big ball of wibbly wobbly. Nice. Well, awesome. So, uh, what about your Christmas? 
I was actually pretty good. I, uh, you know, I, my parents are split, so I had to go to two separate places. Mm-hmm. I had to go somewhere on New Year's Eve, went to my grandparents' house. That was really cool, seeing all my little cousins and stuff like that, which, being the oldest grandchild, I always like to joke with them all, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm always like, I remember when none of y'all were here, and I used to get all the presents. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, I'm 27 now. I was like, I was like, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, I remember being the only one, you know. But it was pretty cool. I got to see my grandparents and stuff like that, which is really, really nice. And then on Christmas Day, I came, uh, went to my dad's, and went to my dad's. Had a lot of fun. We had like a a, a little uh, secret Santa thing where we had to draw people's names and stuff like that. And then we oh, we did something like that too. Gifts. I got my uncle. He has this big, huge truck now. Yeah. You know, he bought this brand new truck, and he's a country boy, so he's really excited about his truck. And he's like, oh, man, I want those truck balls. You can get to hang off the back of your truck. So I got him those. <laughs> um, that's really funny. But my dad got me a, a pool stick. I like, to, I like to play pool. You know, I play pool a lot. You know that. Every time we get on podcasting, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to go play pool. Yeah, you, uh, you, you like your billiards. Yeah. I like my billiards. And he, my dad got me a, a really high-end cue stick, and it's Tardis Blue. He was like, I got this for you because it's, it's not only is it a high-end cue stick, but I found you a Tardis Blue when I went, Dad, the fact that you said Tardis Blue makes me love you more. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know anything about Doctor Who. Right, right. He just knows that I'm into it. But my brother got me a Doctor Who ornament um, to hang on a tree and stuff like that. I got all I got all sorts of stuff, man. Um, and then of course, biggest birthday gift to myself was that I got to go see the or Christmas gift rather. I got to go see the uh, Christmas special in theaters in Atlanta. Right, right. So we've talked about that in episodes past. So you head down to Atlanta. You had to you know guard yourself away from the internet for a couple it was days. So hard. So how was that? How, how, what was uh what was the experience of heading down there? Did you uh, did you meet anybody? Did you what happened? Yeah, so uh, I went down there and I stayed with some friends of mine that I met at DragonCon. Um, oh, cool. you know, I got to, I got to know them. We all walked around as like, you know, River and Eleventh, Tenth, and you know, me Twelfth, and all that oh, sort so of stuff. You so I met them in that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's how I met them, and then down there I stayed at their place, which is just right outside Atlanta, and we went to the movie theater. It was really cool, a really nice movie theater actually. Um, a little high tech, like oh my goodness, like you walk in and they scan your phone. It was kind of weird to get the ticket off my phone, but and it tells them how many tickets you bought and all that sort of stuff. I've never seen that before. But we did that, and then me and Gail, she was uh, dressed as River, which you saw the picture. On. I'll, I'll post the picture on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, we, we definitely should share that picture on, on the GDS and she was the Facebook page. Husband's River. You know, the Husband's River song River. So I was dressed up as Capaldi. And people just the whole time were like, oh my gosh, thank y'all for doing that. It's awesome, you know? So, like, I walked into the movie theater. And when we walked up to go to our seats, we were all, you know, it was like five of us there. We walked up to go to our seats, and people were all like, come on! <laughs> That's <laughs> but, really cool. Yeah, but uh, other than that, it was really it was a good experience. I and mean, then we got went and got some awesome food and stuff like that. And I realized how hard it is for me to use chopsticks. Because this restaurant only used chopsticks. You didn't have a choice. Oh. That's how authentic it was. Interesting. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's a little forced in a way. I, I you know I me, mean? I can actually use chopsticks, and I like using chopsticks. I can, but it just sometimes it takes me a minute to get them right. You Usually, know? It rice on what is I'm the eating. hardest thing. Yeah, um, it was good though, really, really good. Okay, so you know, we we said we were gonna do this. So me, I watched, like I said, the Christmas special by myself. What was it like watching it? with an audience were, were there big laughs were there you know cheering moments how how was it 
So it's it was kind of it was interesting because we we went and saw uh, the the fiftieth anniversary special mm-hmm. in theaters. Okay, yep. and that experience was electric. Like yeah, it was, you know, it was, people it was were wild. Well, wild people were wooing and eyeing and clapping and all sorts of stuff. Um, and this one, it was it was other than a few little oh moments, not mm-hmm. it was pretty silent. Huh? Actually, the entire time it was actually pretty silent. It was kind of a letdown. Um, in terms of people getting excited, like I really wanted to I, at certain moments go go, you know, clap or something, and I didn't want to be the only one, so I didn't. Yeah. Get, you know how I, I you know what I mean? So. Um, I think, uh, and I've talked about this before, like I, I don't talk about it too much on the show, but you know, um, I have another thing I do, which is professional wrestling. Yeah. And the only reason I bring it up is talking about how audiences work. So I, I perform in front of audiences all the time. And I can tell you that audience audience moods and the way they feel, it's contagious. It whether is. Whether positive or negative. And what I mean by that is, like, the it's so weird, like, because all these people are all – a lot of them don't know each other sometimes. And they're all just facing, one, the, you know, the same direction. Or they're all facing you. And because of that – it's, it, it seems like they all universally, unconsciously agree on the way they feel sometimes. Now, there's always stragglers. There's always people who are dead set on reacting a certain way no matter what. But, um, you know, I, I can definitely tell that sometimes, like, an audience will be if, – if there's, like, a, a – Let's say you have an audience of 100 people and then like five of them decide that they're going to be like hyped the whole time. Believe it yeah. or not, even if people in that room aren't – let's say um, let's say they're not super into it but then they, they're around those people who are, it'll, it'll, it'll bleed into them. Yeah, and I mean, not to say some people weren't, you know, like that. Like uh, Gail, she she was sitting right next to me. You know, she when she she was dressed as River. She was sitting right next to me, and she she will have you beat on it when it comes to Hoovian knowledge and Hoovian oh really fandom. Like, dude, she is she grew up on it. Hoovian knowledge and fan like that's that's her. You can't beat her. She has a legit like River. She does a lot of different rivers. She buys like legit items and stuff like that. Spends a lot of money on all these costumes and the props and like she has every everything. Anyways, so uh, she is so into it. She has that the diary, the River Songs, you know, diary or whatnot. And it's filled up with like all the different pages, like you know, Jim the Fish and all that sort of stuff. And it looks weathered and torn, like the actual one. So it's the, actually the legitimately filled oh, with like man, the real it's, stuff. I, if she wanted to, she that could that if you were to look at it. You would go, was that the actual movie prop? Like, that's how good it is. Wow. <laughs> like, it's insane. She's done it for years, and she has pages in there signed by certain people and all that sort of stuff. So she's, uh, yeah, she do. she's super into it. You definitely would have you beat when it comes to it. We're going to have to get her on the show one day. I told her one day I'm going to get her on here to talk about stuff with you just to see you go, uh, uh, uh. Go mono mono <laughs> with another yeah. hardcore I think that would, be, that would be fun to see. I'm like, I'm just here. I'm just a guy, you know. Well, <laughs> I know as much as I, I boast about being – I obviously know a lot about Doctor Who, but I know, I, I, I've been to these conventions, some people, it's in, like, it's impossible to know more than them, because they, like, oh, they dedicate yeah. their whole life to it. 
And as much as I love Doctor Who, we we do this show, and I look, I dedicate a crazy amount of time to Doctor Who. I wouldn't say my whole life though. So, yeah, I'm. I I don't know though. We'll have to get her on the show. We'll have to test this. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, you know, and I'm straight up with people. When people come to me and go, oh, you must be a huge Doctor Who fan because you have, you know, a tattoo and you dress as Peter Capaldi and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. But believe it or not, I didn't get started in Doctor Who until Matt Smith was already the Doctor. And then I watched two episodes and went back and started from there. And they go, mm-hmm. what? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's that's where my fandom took off. I don't watch the classic stuff. I want to. I want to watch the classic. I want to get some of the audiobooks. But the audiobooks would take you freaking 8,000 years because there's so many... Yeah, Big um, Finish uh, has a lot. Oh my goodness, has a so, lot. I w- do I want to watch those and know? Yeah, I know some Doctor Who lore and all that sort of stuff in the classic era and stuff like. Cause I feel like I need to in order to know what's going on now in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the episodes, yeah, I don't know them, and I want to keep it that way in a sense. One day we'll f- I'll fix it. But I like the dynamic. I tell people all the time I like the dynamic of the show with someone being you being the massive classic and new Who, and me just being new Who. And because I, I like the the way we talk about different things that way, right? So it's it's interesting to me. That's why I kind of like it. But would I like to see them all? Absolutely. I tell people that all the time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It, well, I'm 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 sad to hear you say that it wasn't as electric. I think that has something to do with the fact that I mean we've said this before. The 50th anniversary special is probably the best episode of Doctor Who ever. Yeah, and we'll talk about that because uh, I mean, do you want to use that as a, a segue? You just want to hop, you know, basically hop right into the what we think about the episode because that's, that's yeah. We well, talk about. okay. So normally this would be the part where we do Doctor News. Um, yep. But the news is the Christmas special, and that's what this. Yeah, the news is the Christmas be... special is out, and there's all sorts of news on the Christmas special, which of course we're going to talk about. So right. So let's just jump into talking talking about Twice Upon a Time. So first thing is what I would say about the episode is I thought it was great. I really did. And okay. I I remember doing my reaction video and I said I thought it was Peter Capaldi's best Christmas special. And now that I've had time to linger on it, I, I definitely think it was good. I don't know. I go back and forth on whether or not I think it was the best, though. Whether it was that or Husbands of River Song. And uh, I think the main reason for that is because the episode really didn't have any jeopardy, so to speak. And there was was really nothing at stake. Like it was just the Doctor talking to himself and, and then just kind of being reminded. And... You know, we'll get into every little bit of this episode, and I, I don't want to skip ahead too far. But I was going into this episode with the thought that the Doctor would be reluctant to, re- you know, he's he's refusing to regenerate. And then by the end, he, you know, seeing himself as a younger version, it inspires him to become the Doctor again or to stay alive and it didn't really end up being that way. It was almost like no. It almost like yeah. the from the beginning of the episode to the end nothing about how he felt changed. No, it's and you know, we'll get more in depth like I said I don't want to jump ahead either, but on that on that note, you know, to me the reason he did regenerate was 
kind of weird to me. It, 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 he regenerated because he realized, to me, because he realized there were other people out there other than himself mm-hmm. that were good guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, ah. But yeah. well, we'll get to that. When we, we'll talk about more on that when we get to right. the actual thing. Now, uh, something I forgot to mention, actually. I, I, I'm sorry I forgot to mention it. Yeah, go um, ahead. So let me let me let me derail for a second before we get super in depth because you know you and I won't stop talking. No, we're going to talk we get, about once this. we get started. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick it apart. But during the theater experience before the actual episode started, mm-hmm. we probably got a good twenty minutes of kind of like behind, not really behind the scenes, but kind of behind the scenes stuff where they were talking. You know, Capaldi would come on screen and talk about some stuff and his his you know experience on it, and it would show you different things like their last table reading and. His first table reading and his first, you know, his first episode when he was doing his very very first episode and he, you know, he was back there going, "Oh man, I'm the doctor now." It looks oh, yeah, weird. Deep breath. So, yep. So something they do and they showed some Matt Smith stuff too. Something they do is when they get there, during the very first table reading, mm-hmm. and they do it with the writers too, because even Stephen Moffat did when he took over the show, is they sit down and they go, "I'm Matt Smith or I'm Peter Capaldi." And I'm the doctor. They say that before, and everyone starts clapping before they get to doing the uh, right table reading for the first time. I thought that was really cool, and Stephen Moffat did it too. You know, he, they showed him when he first took over the show, and it, it was kind of interesting to me because he said that he grew up always wanting his goal to be a writer was always to write for Doctor Who. And yeah. he was he was like when he got the call to write a couple episodes, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh my goodness!" And so he wrote those episodes, you know, and you know they were good, but. It was uh, it was just cool to see their like kind of journeys. You get to see kind of their journeys from not not being in Doctor Who to kind of starting and, and going from from there. So it was pretty pretty interesting to see. Yeah, and I, we've said that before that it seems like Doctor Who now is run by fans, like mm-hmm. that everyone who participates in the show has some kind of strong emotional connection to it, and it has for a long time. I mean, David Tennant, Peter Capaldi. Um, Mark Gatiss in this episode heavily tied with Doctor Who, um, you know. So it, it's great to to hear that, and it's great to see that that, that people you know get to fulfill dreams in a way. Uh, but going back to the episode, the first thing we get obviously the episode starts, and it's it's starts off with the first Doctor in the tenth planet. Yep. So we get reshots. Now there was a big, there was a lot of talk about you know, the recasting of Ben and Polly and like what their roles were going to be in the episode. And the answer to that is really nothing <laughs> at all. Nothing, nothing at all. And that, not to say that bothered me, bothered me, but basically what we saw of them prior to the show being released, just like the little teaser, was basically it. Yeah, that was pretty much that, it. That's, that's really all they the were only there part for. they had. And they reshot. You know the the scene where the doctor is about to regenerate, and then he just kind of leaves the TARDIS, and then mm. just walks outside for really no reason at all. But okay, he does, and then now we we see that this doctor is also refusing to regenerate, which we knew that in the synopsis, and then we see him, the first doctor. From his perspective, the scene we got at the end of the Doctor Falls. Yeah, running into Capaldi from his point of view. Yeah, and uh, right, right after that, so we get their interaction, and then we get. I think the titles came up after that. I want to say. 
no, no. The, the, I thought the title came up after uh, the captain shows up and he goes, "Are you trying to be funny?" That might you might you might be right. So then we get the captain. We get the captain in the mm-hmm. trenches with an, uh, that was a great scene. I thought. Yeah, the German. That was oh man, and we'll talk about more in depth about Margaris, but he dominated that part. Yeah, yeah. That I would say him as the captain was was really great. And oh my goodness! It was really refreshing, was amazing. And well, you know, we learned yeah, later we'll on in the episode who he is, but yeah. it was it was really it was really refreshing to get a character that I don't know. I liked you know not being British. There's a novelty in, in my head of like British statesmanship. Yeah, and he definitely had that element about him of being like very he did it, like stately. His, I need to watch it again, but his talk when he was talking there with the you know the German soldier, mm-hmm. and he's like you know going through you know I I really don't want to kill you I don't want to die, you know I you know going through all of that and he's like and the German guy obviously doesn't understand him, and he's like and you know I wish you spoke you know English and then he goes the German guy says something and he goes or I spoke you know I spoke uh German and you know he, he and he's like kind of ready. Kind of like die. Ready to die. He was like, he, he's like, this is it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm in peace with it. And then that's kind of when the episode kind of takes. Yeah. So then place, the but... time freezes. So, yeah. So here's a, a a fun fact for you: the German soldier in the episode was another writer for Doctor Who and Stephen Moffat's Stephen Moffat's best friend. Oh. So I know that. so they they've shoehorned him in the the episode. Uh, you know, to give him a. Stephen said in an interview said uh, that he wanted to, because he was leaving and he couldn't get in trouble for it. He basically was like, "I'm gonna let him be in the episode because what are they?" Yeah, you know, he did do? the. He did the same thing with uh with, with Mark. He uh, during the one of those during that beginning part of the show before the uh, episode started, he said stuff like that. He was like, "I, you know, when I when I wrote the captain's part." Mark was like he came up to me and was like I want you to I want you to be this character and he didn't tell Mark the surprise until Mark read it like for the first time read it so he was you know they were doing the table readings and Mark didn't know who his character was other than the captain until the end yeah yeah um, so then after that we see from the captain's perspective him walking up to the two doctors and then. So now we get the scene we saw the 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 sneak preview the children in need where the doctor the first doctor reacts to the the twelfth doctor's TARDIS. Yeah, because he thinks it's his TARDIS. Right, and we get that interaction between these two doctors, and boy, they could not be more different. Like they they really couldn't be. And I would say David Bradley really I don't know if he is exactly. William Hartnell's first Doctor. No, no, uh, and that that was that was said. He, he uh, even uh, Matt and Mark and them, they all they all were, uh, or Stephen and them. Sorry, they were all like that. Uh, they were all like he kind of, yeah, he reprised the role, but he kind of he didn't try to take his accent or his mannerisms or anything like that. He just became his own first Doctor. And I honestly, I thought it was great. I, I really did. I think he definitely owned that role. I love the little bit um, where first he <laughs> so he walks up and he sees the guitar 
And the doctor, uh, you know, the 12th doctor's like, oh, that's, oh, who left that here? And It's been played recently. Yeah, and he's like, it's the only clean thing in here. Everything else is in due for a a little bit of dusting. Yeah. And then, (laughs) okay, so let's talk about the, the, I guess the word would be dated point of view of the first doctor. They used that as a story element. They they did his he's he's old he's younger but older. Well, I would <laughs> you, say the way you want to think of they it. played it like okay. You know they played it as if he was from 1963. Obviously, the Doctor is from a, an evolved since uh you know evolved society that's billions of years ahead of human beings. But yeah, yeah, he yeah. still had that like. You know, Polly needs to dust, and yep, uh, you need a female around to do that for you. Yeah, he did, and uh, I like the brandy. He was like, "Right, what did you do to it?" Well, I may have had some over you know, the course of like fifteen hundred years. What well, <laughs> I love the bit. Okay, so he's like, "I had some brandy around here," and then he grabs it, and that's definitely like an old school thing as well. Is like, "Oh, you're not feeling well. Here's some alcohol." Yeah, like. People in a normal setting would never do that now. Like, you know, if you're around friends or something, maybe sure. But I, I can't think of a time where if I said I was loopy or not feeling well, someone offered me a shot. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's not the remedy for that. But that's like an old school thing. Um, so then later in the episode, he's on the first TARDIS and he offers him more brandy. And he drops the line like, oh, that's where it went. Yeah, because he gives it to Captain and goes, oh. So there's that wibbly-wobbly <laughs> stuff right there, you yeah. know? Uh, so then we get further into the uh, the episode, and the TARDIS gets picked up by an unknown ship. And we're the setting now, they're in this big, giant room. like It's like a, a hall of with stairs in the middle. Yeah, it's got like crevices in the walls, like uh, like picture frames on not not picture frames, but it it goes they like, have like the holes in the walls, and you're like, uh, what what's in there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then voice calls out for the doctor, and we have two of them. So the first doctor comes out, the voice announces him as the Doctor of War, and mm. I, I found that really compelling in a sense because. You know, it's talking to him way, way, way before anything has happened. And he's like, ma'am. Never. Yeah, never, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, he's never. like, the doctor, yes, doctor of war, never. And you see, I, I love the shot. There's no words being said. It's yeah. just the 12th doctor looking at the, looking at the screen, hearing this, and like, just the just Peter's so good. So he's he's an actor's actor for sure. But just looking like and in his look it basically says like oh no. Like yeah. He he doesn't know yet. And there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Um so then we get the return uh, it, of Bill. Yeah, because the 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 voice goes, you know, give me the one that's displaced in time. 
and I'll let I'll let him speak to someone. Yeah, I'll let you speak her Nothing. again, and yeah. then out pops Bill Potts. So what yeah. what was uh what do you think, Sean? Did you trust it right away? Um, no, because and I I said that back in our predictions episode of what was gonna what was gonna be like. I didn't trust that that was like the real bill like she got I felt like she got taken out of time at some point or something like that. Now I you know we'll talk about it once we get there but I wasn't completely wrong I guess. Yeah. But we'll get there in a minute but it was cool to see Bill again. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Cuz I loved I loved the reaction the minute uh 12 hears the voice and he comes running out of the TARDIS cuz he's like excited to see kind of like and he's 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 excited mm-hmm. to see her again but he's also kind of like worried about it. He's like he's like uh but just seeing her face again, he kind of like lights up a little bit and he smiles and stuff. So, yeah. So I think that scene was well done as well because he comes out like she comes out and you know she, is the doctor here, and he immediately runs out and like oh my god it's yep. her and just runs up to and hugs her without a second thought. The second thought doesn't come until after the hug ends. Changes. Yep. Yeah. And so it immediately swaps over to to analyze her with the. With Sonic. a screwdriver, right? And go. You're there's three. Any, I like the point where he's like, "There's three parts that make this automatically a duplicate." You know, he's like, "There's three. There's three things on her that make her a duplicate." But she's like, "I'm not a duplicate. I'm right here." And you know, she's like, "This is me." You know, and it's just, I, I did like that. I did like that because he like he's really excited, and then he goes and hugs her, and then immediately swaps over and goes, "This can't be her. This is a trick." Right. You know, the doctor's mind's thinking this is all villain, and this has to be a trick to try to get me to do something or to get to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just shows his the his experience and also his jaded nature. You know, the doctor mm-hmm. has been around so long and had everything you could ever think happen to him happen that man, if you're that old, like it'd be hard to trust anyone, you know what I mean? Like it would be it'd be difficult to trust anyone. So Yeah, especially with the stuff you've seen, absolutely. So then we have the reveal of the glass people or testimony and they want the captain, they want to put, they say they want him, I guess, to put him back to, to so they have the ability for time travel, supposedly. They also yeah. have the ability and they, to freeze they time. Take, they, yeah, they say they take something from these people and then put them back because they're going to die anyways and they, they harvest what they need. And I, I liked that because it, you know later on in the episode you find out what it is but when they say the word harvest the whole point of this whole first introduction of the glass people is you're like oh yeah these people are hard to the core they're like harvesting organs or something they're harvesting something that they need from these people and putting them back to die because mm-hmm. what does it matter you know type of thing and right. the doctor you know was like I'm not you know you know what no I'm not gonna let that happen or whatever I'm gonna find out what you're doing I'm gonna escape and then I'm gonna find out what you're doing and if I don't like it I'm gonna stop you and then he's all like no, there is no escape. Blah 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 blah. You know, but right. So I love the bit right before that where the doctors like argue about sunglasses indoors, and then there was also the line where he's like, "What's that device you're using?" He's like, "A sonic screwdriver." Yeah. He's like, "Yep." Oh, an an audio screwdriver. Yeah. Like what? And then he's like, "Oh, sonic sunglasses." He's like, well, if you would take those off, you you would look at her and notice that her face is asymmetrical. Yeah, 
Uh, so the different views on gadgets and stuff like that from the two doctors, you know, one mm-hmm. one's more using your mind and observational, the mm-hmm. other one uses tools, you know, and stuff like that. Right. And also, again, it's there was oh, what was that line? It was um, earlier on. It was revealing the thing of like how the doctors become more of a hero because you definitely get that the difference with the first doctor and the twelfth doctor is the first doctor is more of just he's just a time lord who ran away you know yeah are you here to return it yeah when they first get to the TARDIS I forgot about that when they first get that TARDIS or they uh when they're outside in the snow mm-hmm. and the first the doctors first met each other and he's going into that TARDIS he goes are you here to take the tar are you here to take it back you know and all that sort of stuff Right. It's so fun. I, I did like those interactions. And Cause yeah, he's he's brand new at running away, and he's young. Right. So he looks old, but he's he's very yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's the youngest. Yeah. And we get the line of like, "This is Earth. This is a level five civilization." And then we've heard the doctor it's protected said that and, by who? Yeah. And then the twelfth doctor finishes it because this is what he always says: "It is protected." And the first doctor's like, "By who?" Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, so, like, that's that's even before that bit. Like, this, he's, the, the Doctor kind of, you you realize that the Doctor develops that sense of, of, of. Being oh, like a, a savior. Right, the sense of, of, of saviorness over time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get back, they escape the the testimony hall whatever you want to call it and uh they escape because the testimony thinks oh well you have the tardis you can't escape and they escape by grabbing the getting in the first tardis and we get in fact yeah real quick about that the first tardis you know we 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 run into the tardis yeah everyone's in there Mm -hmm. um you know bill has that thing before i get to it bill has the thing where we're like well they have the tardis and he's like oh that's what we want them to think and she's like but they they do do, but there it is they have it yeah (laughs) so they go to the other tardis and she's like is that another tardis he's like no it's it's another version of the same tardis and they go in but that tardis room in the tardis console you know they recreated the original Mm -hmm. but a, a lot of those props like the golden stands in the corners um that map the little like galaxy map on the side and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of those props in there were the original props that were in the original first TARDIS. Really, I didn't know that at all. Yep, yep. It was another one of those like sneak preview things they showed us in the theaters. A lot of those props were the original props that were on set during the time of the Hartnell. Hmm. I didn't know that at all. That's interesting. Another little, yeah. I guess, fun fact. Talking about the first TARDIS. Remember in Hellbent, we got. The Doctor and another TARDIS, and then it's the original console room, because it's supposedly yeah. supposed to be like the default console room. Mm-hmm. Now, we know from classic Doctor Who, and then obviously this episode keeps that tradition alive, When you, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but neither does, I guess, the TARDIS itself. But the doors, the way they open from the inside and the outside, visually don't don't correlate yeah like you the doors open and when you're on the inside it looks like a big double wide door opening yeah it was yeah i saw that it was automated already he didn't have to snap or anything like that right it just opens itself yeah but then 
On the outside, it's just the regular police box door. So you go, well, the doors don't match, so how could the hole on the inside look bigger? You know, the holes should be the same, uh, uh, how to get in and out should be the same size, but they're not. And that was true of classic Doctor Who for a long, long time. Well, anyway, getting back to Hellbent, you know, they go back, the user TARDIS has the default console room and has the same doors. Apparently, in Hellbent, they got the size of the door wrong without realizing it. And I don't mean the way it opens horizontally. I'm talking about vertically. It was too short. Peter was walking towards the door in the set, and they realized that Peter's eyebrows went to the top. Wow. Right, like that's how short it was. And it was too late to fix it. They were already filming. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do anything about it. So they just had to use some clever editing shots to to prevent you from seeing that. So the first thing wow. is is how they did it was any when that uh, when twelve would exit the the TARDIS that TARDIS it would just see, you would just see him walk off screen and hear the door opening. And then to make it look like it was normal size, they had. Um, Maisie Williams, who was playing a shielder slash me, walked through it, and she's obviously short, tiny, you know, woman. So, like, it made it look like it was normal size. So when gotcha. the, when they did this episode, they obviously were 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 dead set on making sure the door was on top of the it right this time. size. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't even know. I I noticed, but it never crossed my mind. You're right, though. Like when it opens on the inside, it's it doesn't it's not proportionate to the the size of the doors on the on the outside. Mm-hmm. So that is that is interesting. I I didn't even didn't even notice. Yeah, you see it in episode when they land on. They land on that planet, you know, the exact center of the universe, and uh, the doors open with the first Doctor exiting it. You're like, wow, that's like a big giant opening, but yeah. on the flip side of it, that that TARDIS is even smaller than. So, yeah, it is. It's it's smaller, and it's it's just it's it's just interesting how the TARDIS evolves. You know, we've we've talked about that before, but it's interesting how the TARDIS evolves, and it it's it's that shows that the inside of the TARDIS is completely different than the outside. The outside is the only thing that's masks or is masked. So, right. it's just it's because when we see the TARDIS open. Typically, we only see one door open. We really don't see the two doors open all that often. Right. I mean, it has happened, but they close them immediately. It so happens it, in this episode. Yeah, it happens in this episode. <laughs> the, and uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. But uh, now going you know going further in, we when we got to that point, they get in that they get in the first Doctor's TARDIS. They they he goes just go somewhere, fly. Um, they're not able to go certain places, and they I guess they land the Doctor uh, the uh, twelve. Mm-hmm. Takes over, lands it, and then we land on this mysterious planet. What did he say? It was he said the uh, an old friend that wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. And Bill keeps asking how, or is it? Yeah, Bill keeps asking how is it a friend if it wants to kill you? Yeah, and then he just kind so. of smiles in his doctor way, like I'm the yeah. doctor. What 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 do you expect? You know exactly. And then they land on this this planet. It's, it's just just destroyed. It seems to have a moon that's being like ripped apart. At the top there, right, and it, it just looks horrible, and uh, you only have you have the first two you have the two doctors, 
and they all everyone walks out and I don't know if you noticed but uh, the captain in the background because you don't get the the sense of him look, walking out of the TARDIS and do, doing the first whole man we moved thing but he does do it if you if you pay attention he walks out and he kind of like stumbles like looks around really quickly and he's like oh man we've we've moved you just don't get that dialogue like you have in and right. previous people being in the TARDIS right I think but, they just didn't have probably didn't have time to do that and it's kind that, not. that's kind of played out in it. a way yeah, I thought he still nailed it if you if you paid attention to that yeah. aspect. I thought he still did a good job because then we're shortly in, we're shortly introduced to uh, some some people, not really people, but like little creatures, you know. Right, that's... which I immediately <laughs> I immediately knew they were Daleks. Yeah, we all knew that. We all it, knew it they almost were like it was almost like he was saying it without saying it. Uh, it yeah. They wanted to you know it to be a big surprise. Yeah, they're out of their shells. Yeah, I was I mean, just like, oh, had? so it's Daleks. Yeah, it's Daleks. And, but I did think that was interesting. They all are kind of like mad in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they've, been de- they've been destroyed out of their shells. They're out of their shells, and they've, they've gone kind of mad and uh, attacked the captain. And the funny part about that scene, and I'm just talking about the things that I saw that you didn't get to see on the, on, watching on TV, mm-hmm. is uh, Mark actually talks about that scene. And shooting that scene, he's he's like, okay, I'm gonna get attacked by this, by this uh, Dalek. But in reality, it's just a big green ball that he has to hold on to and pretend like it's attacking him, and everyone's trying to pull it off. And it's just a green ball that they, you know, it's a green screen ball oh, that they okay. use and anim- animate the Dalek in there. So it, it was when they showed us that scene of him just with the ball, and there's no music playing or anything like that. Yeah, it's kind of entertaining yeah. to see. Yeah, the the, the magic goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh. Yeah, so there's a lot that happens in between them getting out of that TARDIS and then him meeting Rusty. Yeah, yeah, a lot goes on. So first, like three different stories right there. Almost. So first, the we have the interaction between the Doctor and Bill. The Doctor still doesn't trust Bill that it's Bill, and. But he says, if if you are, if there's a if there's any chance that Bill is standing right here in front of me, I don't want to get her in danger again. So right. she, he, that's why he tells her to go back into the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. So she goes reluctantly back into the TARDIS after cussing a little bit. And yeah, then, ooh, yeah, that was that was nice. And then the first Doctor comes out and goes, "If I hear you again, young lady, I'll give you a a, a, a proper smacked bottom." Smack. Yep. And then door shuts and the. <laughs> 12th Doctor's just like, can we pretend that didn't happen? Because that's him. He said it. Yeah, that was... Like, it, it's so... I, they definitely I nailed it. Part. They definitely yeah. nailed the whole, like... Even though he's visually older, he is definitely younger. Like, mindset. Yeah, like, that mindset. And, like... Because that's the way you would think of it now. Like, it, me, personally, that's how I would think of, like, things now in today's day and age. You know, when... A mindset is from like an older time, mm-hmm. like a younger way to view things. Right. If that makes sense, even though it's it's an you know it's an older thing down the road, it's the the way you think about it, it's kind of kind of young. Not as way. evolved. Yeah, not as evolved. There you go. Perfect. Right. So we go. We we get the captain and Bill interaction, and then this is reveals Bill is not. Who she seems, she, you know, they reveal like a glass hand. So yep, like, and oh. that's the part that I call, I called that when we were talking about our, our. You did. Our, you definitely called it. 
or what we thought was going to happen, I was like, I think she's going to be one of the glass people because it's just there's no way to get her from any timeline and have her have knowledge of the doctor without her already being dead. Right, 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 right. So, um, so the I love the scene with the captain kind of talking about death and how like he he was okay with it, but now he's not. And that's like the the, the the difficult thing about hope is that yeah it, because when he talks about it it's it's because he he was ready to die because he thought it was gonna happen but then when he got time froze and he got you know moved over and out of his timeline and all that sort of stuff he thought he was being saved mm-hmm. but then he knows that the doctors are probably gonna take him back and he's not okay with it now because of his wife and sons and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, so that was that was an interesting scene. So then we go forward a little bit, and it's the doctor, the the first and the twelfth doctor, kind of having a talk, and both talking about refusing regeneration, and then they start to get shot at by by the tower, the tower with Rusty. Which you already you know, yeah, you know it's a Dalek because of the the sound and the and the beam itself. Right. You know it's some sort of Dalek. And then uh, we get t- 12 to interact with Rusty. I feel like that was supposed to be a big moment. Like that Rusty's return was supposed to be like, oh, you know, because he's from Into the Dalek. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's the good Dalek, quote unquote. It just didn't click for me. It was not. Yeah, I, he hates other Daleks. I don't know if it was needed. I get the database thing, you know, the biggest database in the world because they're a hive mind and all that sort right. of stuff. But so they they know everything or whatever. But it, you know, before we jump the, you know, the rusty, you know, you get the before they go into the tower, you know, the the twelve's like, okay, I'm gonna go in there alone. You know, first is like, absolutely not. And the twelve's like, look, this thing wants to kill me, and if he kills you, I don't exist. Right. So, <laughs> right. So. So the first doctor reluctantly stays back. Yeah. And then. You know, they have their interaction, which, like I said, it, it was what it was. And then we have an interaction, which I thought was great, between the first Doctor and Bill. Absolutely. The doc- the first Doctor just realized, which I don't know how he just realized it, just realized that the little creatures were Daleks out of their shells. Because he's like, oh, out of their shells. He like, it got clicked with him at that yeah. moment. You know? And uh, it could be because they haven't bought as much because he's younger mm-hmm. you know they haven't gone through as much as Daleks and Doctor but I did like that interaction I thought that interaction was great you know she comes up and you know he's like oh we gotta get back to the TARDIS it's dangerous and all that sort of stuff but uh, I'll let you go in depth a little bit more on it because I know you want to talk about it and I cut you off there so. no you're good so <laughs> we they had their interaction and she asks you know the typical thing and the thing we kind of want to know is like what was who was the doctor running away from specifically? What happened in that in that time that caused him to steal the TARDIS and run away? Like we know, obviously he's like running from maybe the like the authority figures, like the council, high council, or whatever. But we don't know specifically the the event that caused him to do it that at that moment. Yeah. And I liked I liked the way they went with it. Uh, right there, I like that moment. He was running to answer, like kind of the question. Right, and that, that was, was really and that was the thing was like, it's Bill instead of asking him why did you run away, 
She was like, "What were not what you were running from? What were you running to? Like, what were you what 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 you what were you trying to gain?" And he's like, "That's a great question." Yeah, and you know he's talking about if you think about it, evil should always win because evil doesn't follow the rules. Evil, you know, um, is a is a much better survival strategy because morality can can cause you to be selfless as opposed to selfish. Yeah. And he goes, but good prevails usually, and I want to know why that is. What What is causing all that to... And, and then Bill's like, well, maybe it's not something, really, it's someone. It was someone, and she's like, you really have no idea. And she, he goes, you know, you know me in the future. Do I ever have any idea? And she goes, you know what? No, I don't. I don't think you do. Yeah. So that's another, like bootstrap paradox in a way that he goes yeah. looking for an answer and then he he becomes the answer yeah um so that i thought that was neat so then uh we get the reveal of what testimony actually is and testimony is a um like a I don't even know if it's like just, a government thing it's just a, a yeah i don't know i don't know if it's a government thing but it's a way for people to kind of live after death yeah it's like yeah and stuff like that so they what they do is they use time travel to go to every person freeze them in that moment in time right before their their death um and take their memories copy their memories not take them copy their memories yep and then put them back where they're you know at their point of death and then um then what the glass people part are just computer interfaces where they can then put the image of that person on the glass person. So that essentially, that's I mean that's all you are really truly is your memories. Yeah, but I liked the interaction right then when we find that out, and then you get the first doctor coming in, and you see the glass person come in too, and you find out it's it's Bill, mm-hmm. and that interaction between Twelve and Bill, I really really enjoyed that little scene because the doctor was like, I knew it wasn't you. She's like, it is me because memories are what make you a person. You know, I have every memory of everything, including the moment of her, like her death, you know? So, I mean, if you have every memory, aren't you, aren't you a person is what she's trying to argue to the doctor. Yeah. And whatnot, so. I'm Bill's memory. So therefore I am Bill. Yeah. And I, I, so I enjoyed that interaction, but also in the same sense, after the rusty thing and the reveal that there really was no enemy. Yeah, they weren't bad guys. Some, they weren't bad guys. Some of the episode, not a lot of it, and I'll, I'll we'll get into I'll get into that a little bit more. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll say that until the end. But uh, my actual like overall view of the entire episode, but the it kind of lost me just a bit. I was like, oh, there's okay. Well, then like now what? There's no enemies, so there's no sense of danger. They could just walk around in the snow forever now. Yeah. Well, that was the next thing was like basically what I was saying was that because they were weren't there was no evil plan or anything. There's nothing at stake. Like yeah, and I, I get the premise of it. I, I get why they did it, and which which led to Twelve's regeneration, which is I get it. I get why it was done, but I just threw me for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it makes a little bit of sense because at the end of Doctor Falls, there was just so much. Right, he's battling all the Cybermen. He gets essentially killed, 
you know, everyone dies, basically. It's like a complete, you know, a complete 180 in this episode. This episode mm-hmm. is, there's, it's just him interacting with himself and then just being, it's like, uh, you know, just him going through memories almost. And, and, yeah. uh, so then after that, we realize that the captain has to be put back in his point in time. And then we realize the doctor kind of did a little bit of time travel stuff to kind of change. He moved He moved it up a cu- like a what do you say, hours. two hours, a yeah. couple hours to make it Christmas or whatever. And the captain, what I liked is captain's um, memories got wiped to that moment. They put him back in. Uh-huh. It got wiped to that moment, but before that happened, the first doctor comes in, and I really like this moment with the first doctor. He's like, you know, because uh, the captain asks, "Can you tell my, you know, tell my family or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. look after my family?" And the first doctor's like, "Absolutely." And this is the first doctor, he's like, that. "Absolutely, yeah." What's their name? And then that's when we get the reveal mm-hmm. of who the captain is, yeah. which I, I, I'm. Once, once I found out he was the Lethbridge Stewart, I was like, "Why didn't I see that? Like, yeah, I should have seen that." I, I honestly didn't. <laughs> I didn't predict that. I didn't expect it. He's the Brigadier's father. Yeah, and I thought that part was was great. I was like, "Whoa, wow!" And and the twelfth comes in and chimes in with, "Believe him when he says he, he'll watch your family because he knows, mm-hmm. you know, at that point that it's true with right. multiple Lethbridge Stewarts." So. Right. Yep. So that was that was cool. In a way, it didn't really. I I don't want to say it didn't matter that he was the Brigadier's dad or not. I think that was just kind of like a nice little canon nod, like just like hey. Well, it ties them in. It ties the first Doctor in. To maybe I think that's what made the first Doctor regenerate is the sense of I just promised someone that I would take care of their family or watch after right, their right. family, so I I can't pass. Right. Right. You know. So I did enjoy that and. So I thought that was good, and then of course we get the whole Christmas thing where everybody surrenders. Right, the Christmas armistice, which is very you know yeah. famous in in yep. history, and I thought that was a powerful moment. We get the two doctors, you know, who mm-hmm. are, are being they have like a perception filter, so no one knows they're there. Yeah, and you know I'm you know I'm a bitch. Uh, oh crap, I can't say that. Second, a wimp. You know you know I'm a wimp when it comes to stuff like that, and I, you know I teared up in the theater. I did. I'm not gonna lie. But what's what made it even more impactful for me is actually after it all it was all said and done, the whole episode's done or whatever, we got like another little thing at the end tidbit of like some uh, about all the actors filming the Christmas special, mm-hmm. and it talks about how there was like a hundred extras, which is probably the most extras that's ever been on Doctor Who. Mark's talking about it, mm-hmm. and they they talk about how that scene. There was no like really like super intense writing there. They just said, "Hey, get up, walk to each other, and surrender, and all that sort of stuff." Right. And they they said that that scene was so powerful that it took everything for everyone not to ball. Like uh, David Bradley was like, "I almost broke down. I, I basically broke down right there." And you know, and Peter and all the extras, like a lot of people, like were tearing up and crying during that moment because it was so such a powerful moment even to be in it than it was to watch it. And I thought that was, that's kind of after the fact, even made it more, more impactful for me that that one particular moment there. Yeah. And it, it, it it is a really great moment. And the two doctors kind of look at each other and they, I mean, they shake hands at one point, you know, 
they help each other's wounded and and share right. alcohol and and all that sort of stuff. And then you know you have the doctors shake hands and their hands start to glow because it's like it's finally it's that time. They both yeah. look down and we're like it's it's time. Yep. Type of thing. So then, and go ahead. That was good. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that's kind of what I wanted in that moment when we were talking about our predictions. I wanted them both to kind of look at each other and go, "It's it, this is it," mm-hmm. you know. And and the the first doctor go back to the TARDIS, and then you see some regeneration. But I'll talk about that in a second because I have I have. Well, I'll let you. I want to go in order, so I'll let you say what you want to say, right. and then we'll go to that. So then we have the first doctor's exit. He goes back to his TARDIS, and he, um, you know, regenerates, and we get the line like you know. Uh, you know the he, uh, the twelfth doctor says something along the lines of like, you know, you'll have to f- find out what what happens. The long, yeah, the you long have to find out the around. long way around. And then and he that's goes, okay, this is it. The long way around, yeah. Way around, yep. And the, what's you know we we kind of predicted what how they were going to do that, whether they weren't going to show us or they were, or if they were going to recreate it or they weren't, and. It was kind of a little of both. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. And so I, I'll let you say your views and what you think because I, I want to say what I think on that. So they aspect. they did um, perfectly kind of do the camera angle so that when David Bradley fell on the floor, it was the exact position and angle that William Hartnell was in so that mm-hmm. they could just transition right to the William Hartnell to Patrick Troughton regeneration. Yeah. Perfectly. So then they don't recreate it. Uh, no, they just yeah, show they it, it as it originally sh- like shown back in ni- the 1960s. So they, that the first regeneration didn't change. It's the same regeneration as we've always known it to be. And see, that's that's what okay. I I liked it. I liked him going in and being like, okay, now we're going to find out. It's time to find out the long way around. And then he starts to regenerate. What I would have hoped is I loved how he walked up to the TARDIS, kind of looks over his shoulder, looks back, smiles, and walks to the TARDIS. That's perfectly exactly what I imagined in my head him doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked about that, so it makes me feel good. But he walks in, and I like that whole scene. What I wish they would have done, yes, was it cool, a little nostalgic to get showing the actual, like, regeneration from back then. That It was great. But we've all pretty much seen it. We know how it happens. So what I wish they would have done instead is showed the outside of the TARDIS, and you see the light right. of him regenerating. I remember you and talking about the TARDIS about fades. That. Yeah. I, I think that would have been so much more impactful than seeing a just the same scene we've seen before. Yeah. But um, we get that, so then that's the exit of the, the first Doctor. Next, we have... Uh, we go back to the battlefield. The battlefield's, you know, emptying out, and then the, the bill quote-unquote, walks up to the doctor, and the doctor's kind of, like, just still just there um, by himself, somber-looking, and Bill's like, so, you know, doctor, um, blah, 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 and he's like, you know, you're just, you're not really here, I knew it, you know. She's like, what is it going to take for me to convince you that memories matter? Oh, my God, that... That moment, and I'm gonna, I'm uh, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you say your thing because I want to say my bit, and uh, I know you know I ramble on, so I always like kind of like to go last. So right, so he's like, you know, I don't know, and she's like, well, I have a gift for you, and he's like, oh, am I gonna have to pretend to like it? 
you know, and she goes, just shut up or whatever. And she kisses him. And I guess touching him enacts a synapse in his brain or something. And then all of a sudden you see Clara. It's it's the Jenna Coleman cameo. And Clara, it's not that she's there or she's a part of testimony or anything like that. It's just in his brain. He just, now he remembers her. And and, yeah. and she's like, he's I, he goes, oh, Clara, I... I you're there. All of it's back. And she's like, yeah. My memories, they're all, they're all back. And she's like, yeah, don't be forgetting me again. You know, you silly old man. That was kind of offensive. And yeah. So what did you think about the, the, the return of Clara? I said it well before I did not want her in this episode. Mm. And Moffat cannot let anyone die or go. He cannot do it. Mm-hmm. He cannot do it. It is physically impossible for Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. to let anyone just not show back up. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just it bothered me. I, it was cool. I liked the moment between Bill and the Doctor and stuff like that. I thought that was nice. I think it would have been better just for him, for her to kiss him and then him go, "Oh, my memories. I remember Clara," or something like that. You know, just to say it. But to put her in some angel glow right in front of him, like she's a Ugh, I just, I, you know, I can't stand her in that moment. And nothing against, you know, Louise Coleman. She's a great, you know, actress. But I just, I, I grew to didn't to dislike Clara and the, them putting her in that like spotlight, like legit, basically a spotlight, uh, on screen just bothered me. Now I did like Nardole. Okay. I'm happy Nardole came back. Right, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> uh, this is where we're di- we disagree. So, I hated it. um. I'm not the, the the biggest fan of Clara by any means. I, I I tend to be in the same camp as you about a lot of things that do with Clara. That being said, I kind of expected a Clara cameo. I was I was pretty much expecting it to happen, and I thought if they were going to do it, this honestly was the best way to do it. There was no kind of like reference to Hellbent. She didn't like show up in her own TARDIS. It's not like she's actually alive or anything anymore. I thought yeah. this was just kind of great. Like it's just like, hey, you know what? She—it's not that she's back. It's just that because we've—I've said this before. Of, of all the companions that the Doctor's ever had, you know, we can fuss about Clara all we want. She is the most important one in his life. Like, yeah, you could say Rose because he loved her or something like that. But of the, she was part of his life longer than any of them. You know, hundreds of years he was, uh, you know, knew Clara. And, you know, the, he was willing... We, we didn't get a resolution on the whole hybrid storyline or anything like that. You know, him and her being the hybrid or something. Whatever. I, I love... There was just absolutely zero reference to her exit. It was just like, hey, Doctor, I, you know, you know remember me you know and yeah and i i mean i i get it i mean but like i said i think there was i think there was a better way to do it rather than putting her in angel light in the screen that's what bothered me the most is the scene of her bothered me the most i think you could have just had the doctor be kissed and maybe during his regeneration realize that he got his memories back of clara and then like say something about clara in his monologue or something like that i don't know but i just i did not want to physically see her no i was okay with it i, I was totally okay with it 
another interesting oh, thing ugh. about this cameo is that it almost a didn't happen and it was the last thing Moffat ever shot. So if you know, it was that that was it. If you notice, the you never see Jenna on screen with anyone else. Like yeah, she's mm. talking to the doctor, but they're not in there. It's not a two shot. It's a one shot of just her. Yeah. And the reason for that is you know she's on that show Victoria and she's apparently super yeah. busy on it now. Yes, she is. And they 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 took a lot of doing to get her to do the cameo. So they filmed Peter's bit you know, when they were filming everything else and then added her bit later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, which is, yeah, which makes sense. So what you're, believe it or not, what you're saying about the whole, like, I wish he would have just said something. I guess technically he did. Well, no, well, yes, <laughs> but they also filmed him just, like, saying, oh, I remember you, Clara, now. You're back in my head. And... Yeah. There was a there was a version of this episode that didn't have the Clara cameo at all. It just had him talking about Clara. Well, that's how it should have been. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, like so I, said, I, I told you before you were going to disagree with me on that. Yeah. So we get we get the the Clara cameo, and then we get a Nardal cameo. So Nardal is part of the testimony as well. Yes, and I thought that was great because Nardal comes in, and the doctor's like, you know, you think when you're when you're dying. That it couldn't possibly get any worse. Yeah. When you show up. So they get their little playful little banter. And then... <laughs> they all hug. Yeah, they all hug. <laughs> the hard all goes, cuddles. Yeah, and he talks about his invisible hair. And his uh, yep. he's like, I'm all made of glass now, not just my nipples. <laughs> and, yeah, it was really funny. And, um, you know, the doctor talks about... That his life is like a an empty battlefield. Everyone else has fallen, and he's just he wants rest, you know. And then they tell him he's like, "You guys aren't really here. You're just memories." He's like, "You're important to me, but you're 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 gone now, as just like everyone else." And that was powerful in a way. Mm-hmm. And you know he hugs him, and they leave. And then he yeah, then he goes he goes to the artist. So now and. Puts it in fly mode like they always do. Okay, all right. So this is the big scene, right? This is the. This is it. This, this is, is this it. is where, yeah. This is this is it. This is the monologue that we, we were waiting for, and then of course this is where we first see, you know, Chris Chibnall writing. Right. So. so we get we we get the the regeneration scene, and the, the obviously two bits to this, the first being Peter's and the second being Jody's. Yeah. So uh, Peter. The twelfth Doctor, you know, you, you still like. There's still not a moment of clarity where he's like, "All right, I'm gonna keep doing this." He just like reluctantly is like, "I guess one more lifetime's not gonna hurt," you know. And 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 if you yeah, if you paid attention to the episode, like I said earlier, I think him finally deciding to regenerate at that moment, like one more lifetime is isn't gonna kill anyone, you know, except me, you know, he. That moment, I think he just decides to regenerate because he realizes he's. And it's weird to me. He's not the only good person out there, mm-hmm. because of the the glass people. I think something about, you know, he at this go around he doesn't regenerate because he thinks other people, they need people need him. Right. And he says he says you know they're gonna get it wrong without me, but, you know, I, I think he does it because he realizes that. It's just 
he's not the only good person, so one more is not going to hurt. Right. You know, type of thing. I don't know. It was it was different. It was a different way to regenerate or come to the yeah, conclusion. Yeah, this was, was definitely a completely different regeneration than we've seen. So I have a theory, and I'm not going to tell you my theory yet. I'm, we're just going to explain everything and talk about how we feel about it. But I do have a really powerful theory in my brain, and I'll, I'll give it to you in just a bit. So he okay. says, he says, you know, that he's reluctant to regenerate, but he, he does it. And there's a little bit where the TARDIS, like, kind of makes noise, and he, like, he's almost talking to the TARDIS where he goes, oh, they'll get it all wrong without me, I know. But, I, you know, something like, can I just rest? So then he goes, all right, one more lifetime, and then proceeds to give a speech to the next to the next doctor like yeah like like the tardis was going to record it or something you know and like he's like giving himself a speech some pep talk or something right so he's all so he you know says like you know never like never ever eat pears yeah, he drops the pears line and then he says something you know like love is always wise hate is always um foolish always laugh you know Try to be nice, but never Always fail to be, to be kind. kind. Yeah. It'll be kind, yeah. And then we get uh, a bit about his name. Like, yeah, never say your name to anyone. No one would understand it, anyways. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, how well, do you unless, feel about uh, that? So he says the he says the bit, you know, like no one would under you you know don't say your name. No one would understand it anyway, except for children, where their hearts are in the right place. But that's it. So what? what well, what, how do you feel about that? So my take on that is I I don't I don't know so it's gonna be weird and because it it, it, it I guess it doesn't really make sense but it, it, to me it makes sense um I don't know if he's really talking about like his actual like name name to me I think he's just meaning like the doctor in a way because like he's talking about how you know when he says the name of the doctor the children because mm-hmm. their hearts are pure kind of mm-hmm. understand it understand what it means right the doctor but adults don't. Or something like that. You know, I don't think he's actually talking about his real name. Now, he could. Maybe his name means something like The Doctor or something like that. Yeah. How I feel about it is this. First thing I would say is we're never going to learn it. No, never. We're just never going to find out what it is. It'll never get brought up. It's just never going to. And I've I've said that before is is that it's just too built up now. Okay, you can't. Mm -hmm. There's no one word in, in the English language that could live up to the hype that they've put around Doctor Who. Uh, like yeah, I don't, Doctor I don't think what. we're ever going to learn it. So I think yeah. what the it's point of this Who. scene was was to add more of a mythology behind his name so that it makes yeah. it ev- his name even more abstract. Like that was the point of it. And even Moffat said that himself, that he stole that line from Peter himself because like in a P- Peter Comic-Con interview, someone asked about the name and Peter said himself that I like to think that his name isn't really so much a word as it is an idea and the yeah. idea is kind of you only can hear it if your heart's in the right place yeah so and I, I like that scene now just a little something i i laughed about during that scene was when he grabbed his basically grabbed his kidneys oh i, I didn't even notice that if i'm being honest yeah, he, he like grabs his kidneys i thought <laughs> i thought it was funny because you know that's how he started right so here's another <laughs> so little fun fact funny. for you during this scene is when he walks up the stairs up to the upper part of the TARDIS and starts talking to him to himself. If you yeah. look, there's a jacket on the, on the wall next to one of the bookshelves. That's John Pertwee's jacket 
the third doctor's jacket. Yeah. It's legitimate. There's, a, there's a screenshot. Yeah, there's a screenshot of after they got done casting, he put that jacket on. Stephen Moffat took a photo. It's, you can see it on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. So we get that, and then eventually he drops the final line that this doctor says, which is, Doctor, I let you go. I love that. I like that part. I like the, you know, Doctor, I'll, I let you go. Because, you know, he's like trying to hold on. The whole point was he's trying to hold on to it himself and mm-hmm. go out as the doctor and not let anyone else be the doctor. And then he's finally like, you know what? I let you go. And they right. are surging right. Okay. So before we get into Jody and the 13th Doctor, how do you feel about this scene? How did you feel about Peter's exit? I thought it was. I, I liked it. I, I liked the, the him walking around. I liked him kind of making like a dialogue to himself. You know, he wasn't talking to, you know, Clara, or he wasn't talking to anyone. He was talking literally to himself, the next version of himself. Or and herself. I thought that was, re- yeah, or herself, or whatever. Um, and so I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that part. You know, I, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'll, we'll get into the overall analysis of the episode, but I, I really did enjoy the, the dialogue for the generation. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked... I mean, Peter's performance is fantastic. It's always... I could have... I just... I feel like... The... I guess they this, the, this was the regeneration that had to be done. Every regeneration is the the last two or three have been kind of like a a self love fest in a way like he he really talks about himself as like more of a a you know like i'm you know i i'm 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 so happy that i'm the doctor and it, i'm sad to not be this anymore and i ha- i'm like i i don't want to give it up but i have yeah. to yeah this one it's the opposite it's like all right, I've been the doctor so long, and like, if you're gonna this this next regeneration, if you're taking it, here's what I feel like you need to remember, and good luck, kind of, you know. Yeah, basically. So okay, so then big moment, we get the re- actual regeneration. I don't know now, why at this th- moment. This is all Chris Trimnell. During the regener- after right, the right, regeneration. right. Yeah. So the second it's the second it switches over, we are now series eleven essentially. <laughs> yeah, basically. And the the to begin it off, the uh, the music, spot on. Oh. Yeah, completely. I thought the music was great. It changes, and we get I don't know why the doctor insists on. Turning on the TARDIS and flying it while he's regenerating. Flying away every time. Every but we get, time. Every time. Every time. Like, we learn get that moment. your lesson, dude. Like, learn yeah, he, your lesson. We get, yeah, we get the regeneration. Things are blowing up, all that sort of stuff. You you get the eyes that change, and then it, it changes to a back view with the light. You know, a light's everywhere, and it's kind of, like, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh angelic kind of in a way mm-hmm. i guess and you know you got the music you know ah, you know kind of like right. it, it's going through and panning around the doctor standing there she grabs the monitor all that sort of stuff right so we get a and, first person point of view yeah, from the camera we, and then from the camera you she sees kind of herself in there not like a full-fledged like one she kind of sees herself in there and she's kind of in awe to begin with right but I, oh this is where this to me is where jody just 
dominated the first couple seconds of her being the doctor, uh-huh. in my opinion, because she she is the doctor's kind of like, holy cow, and all of a sudden you just see her change to a smile, and then we get the most amazing line, oh, brilliant, right? So and then things go crazy, but right. So uh, first off is that we get we get very little of Jody. We only get one line. Well, we knew that. Which is yeah, we knew that though. Yeah, which is oh brilliant. That's the line, and it the regeneration happened, and they there was no like you know oh my god I'm a woman or anything. There was no like you know reference to body parts or reference nothing. nothing. I, and I thought it was perfect. It was just a very you know very simple like oh brilliant like I'm wow this happened. It's like awesome. Kind of to me, that's what the doctor was saying. Is that mm-hmm. she, he? She sees herself in the monitor and goes, "Awesome!" And then things break loose. Right. So then we get the obligatory <laughs> TARDIS crashing, and then the then she's hanging on, trying to hold on. The she slides out of the, the TARDIS. The tar the console kind of explodes. Mm-hmm. And then and I think that was the TARDIS throwing her out because it was about to explode. Maybe that's yeah, and so we see the doctor falling, and as she's looking up, the TARDIS phases and it's gone. So now the this Christmas special ends with her just plummeting to her death. The Earth, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, we okay, assume season, that's Earth. Series we eleven. Don't, we don't even yes. know if that's Earth. If we're being honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Series eleven uh, starts with her hitting the ground and regenerating again. Yeah, I actually have seen that. I've seen a meme of like. Yeah, no, I, I saw a I, tweet, I was... actually. It said, uh, well, that was the shortest run of a doctor I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought she I thought she nailed it. Mm-hmm. And as her first her first little section there, I thought she dominated, like, just the, the, the essence of what that doctor, I think, mm-hmm. is going to be. I think I got right there. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some, some funny moments, because even when she fell and, like, hit the ground, the camera angle of her, like, her face smushed against the grate and stuff like that. I got a sense of like some comedic efforts that are maybe going to be put into her right. doctor, maybe not as not as much as Matt Smith, but also a sense of just being more, I guess, playful. But mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, but not. I'm trying. I'm trying to get away from words that talk about, you know, eleven. But in the same sense, more serious, but also more playful. I think in a way. Yeah. Well, there obviously isn't enough there to analyze. No, there's what, not. What it's all speculation for the next like. nine, nine freaking months. And, um. She she definitely does a good job, but I don't I still there's not enough there for me to really comment. I was a little I wanna say upset, I was a little irked that we had to have a, a TARDIS crashing scene. Again, it just feels so played out at this point. You know well it didn't crash, it just Well just still, it. like even that. Yeah. But okay. Well, I get you, I get you. But Alright, so now, go do you have something to say? Because I'm about to go into a little spiel here. Okay, well, uh, if you're going to go into a spiel, I was going to kind of try to maybe get into the what you thought of the entire thing altogether. But if you have something else, go ahead. No, no, let's do our overall views because I have like a prediction. So my overall. Okay, well, go view, ahead. I'm gonna let you start. I would say that this was a good episode, not a great episode. The highlights for me was definitely the interactions between the first and twelfth Doctor. I thought that their chemistry was great. I think the next highlight is the Captain. I think the captain, Mark Gatiss's performance, really shines through. 
I, I really enjoyed really enjoyed everything to do with the captain. You know, the villains slash not villains, take it or leave it. I don't know if we'll ever see the testimony again, if I'm being honest. And I, 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 I'm fine with that. I don't really care if they come back. Um, the next thing was, I was like, you know, we disagreed on this, but I think the Clara cameo was nice. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought the, the, the Nardal cameo was nice, even though I'm not a fan of that character. I, I agree. I tend to agree with you. I think it was, it was apt. Yeah. The Bill thing, I, I do like that Pearl was back in the episode, even though, you know, it was Bill, not Bill. We don't get any, unfortunately, anybody looking for resolution on Bill's character. You're just not getting it. You're just going to not get it. So, yeah, I, I, I think the episode 7 out of 10, I would say. 7.5 out of 10. And okay. um, I liked it. And I'm, I am excited, obviously, for Series 11. I think Moffat did a did a decent job with this episode, and I'm really sad to see Peter go. Like I've said, yeah. it, it's it's gonna be so weird him not being the Doctor. And I know I'll feel differently in like a year or so, or maybe I won't. I don't know. I hope I hope in a year from now I'm like, oh Peter's gone, but man Jody's killing it. Um. I, you know, I feel like this was the right episode to do. It might not have been the best episode to do, but it was it was right. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Oh, you're gonna say on it? Yeah, I, I like I, I like I said, I, I think I think it's it it's I don't know. I I don't know if it's the best Christmas special that Peter had. But it, it's definitely not the worst. It, okay. It it, it 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 definitely didn't give me. Besides the Christmas armistice, which I thought was great, and it, but it's all like the whole episode is. There's there are moments in it that give you like glee a little bit, mm -hmm. but not a lot of it. A lot of it is like. You know. Like it, it's somber. Yeah. But how did you? How do you feel? How did you feel? So I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the episode. Uh, I thought it was a great way for uh, Peter to leave the show. Moffat to leave the show. Um, I thought David Bradley did a great job. Mm -hmm. You know, Pearl Mackey. You know, I, I, you know, Everybody. Like the all the performances thing. were great. Yeah, they were great. Now, uh, yeah. So all the performances were awesome. Now, but the episode kind of just left me the entire time kind of hanging just a little bit in terms of maybe it's because I'm used to it now but I wanted like a little bit more a little bit more action in the episode it was more about just walking around and talking to me not really a whole lot going on yeah a lot of dialogue uh, not a lot of action not a lot of action and I get why because the whole episode the whole premise of that entire episode and the, the reason that he regenerates is out of, and we got that out of the, the season 10 finale too is him talking about kindness. So if you think about it, mm -hmm. the entire 
uh, essence of that episode is about kindness. Yeah, and I said that before, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Didn't I say uh, that? That I don't, that, I, I, don't remember, I don't remember if you did or not. That I think that people, they tend to remember this doctor. They think of the, the 12th doctor as... Oh, yeah, Grumpy. yeah, you said that during one of the other episodes, yeah, but he, he's probably the most kind. Yeah, he's, the, like, um, the kindest doctor. Yeah, absolutely, but this episode was basically the culmination of that. Everything was about kindness. The, the villain ended up not being a villain at all, ended up being kind, um, letting people still be alive with memories. You know, the, the you have the captain and the whole situation there that was all about kindness and everybody getting up, you know, the, you know, the Christmas, whatnot, but it's just... So I did enjoy it. I would probably have to agree with you on a sense of maybe about a seven out of ten scale. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, there's really not a whole. We've t- we've we've talked about the entire episode, so I'm not going to go in depth anymore about any of the like the bits and pieces of it. Did I think it was a great episode? Sure. Was it the best one? Uh, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not I'm not quite sure. I it, it it it's it doesn't project itself ahead of all the others, but it also doesn't sit beneath any of the other ones in my mind. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, so I think I think it was a great episode. Now I did think Jody dominated it. I was super excited with the, the small piece we had for her. I thought she did a great job with it. Um, so I'm excited to see what's going to go on there. I think she's going to be great, and I think she, we're going to be excited when her Doctor Thirteen does come onto the screen. Yeah, I, I like I said, everyone is squealing about Jody, and I am I am most certainly excited. I don't know if she was like dynamic for me in, the, in this but it, it just it felt a little underwhelming in my opinion but that's just my opinion i'm sure somebody right, will say okay. i'm wrong yeah i, I, I probably disagree with you I thought, I thought it was perfect so okay what is my crazy theory prediction so this is okay, go ahead i i want you guys to you know listeners of the show back you know come back to this because I'm gonna. This is what I'm thinking is gonna happen. So we have the whole episode about the twelfth Doctor not, you know, wanting to do this anymore, and then he reluctantly decides to do it, and he goes, "I guess one more lifetime won't hurt or won't kill anyone except for me." And then the last line he says is, "Doctor, I let you go." So we get the regeneration. The energy happens. You notice the ring on his hand falls off. And I thought that was powerful. I thought that was a powerful scene. And then we get the, you know, the this, the, the new doctor, she looks at herself, goes, oh, brilliant, reacts positively, falls out of the TARDIS, and the TARDIS goes away. It phases away. Mm-hmm. My prediction is, is that this is... All this is saying, it's not that the doctor, the, the, the line is, doctor, I let you go. This is this version of the doctor saying that, or this is, uh, this is Peter, you know, because that line could be played both ways. Like, it's not only is it the doctor saying that to himself, it's the actor, Peter Capaldi, saying that too. Like, it, he's yeah. giving up that role. He's, he's letting the doctor go. Yeah, of course. I look at a third way. It's that this is the doctor saying that wholly. And what I mean by that is everything that has happened in that regeneration scene, both the 12th and 13th doctor, all says to me that he's given up being the doctor. That 
the ring falls off his finger. That symbolism that he's not wearing his ring anymore. He's, he says he's letting, I let you go, doctor. And then he now doesn't have the TARDIS, or she doesn't have the TARDIS anymore. As far as we know. And I've said this before about how the show is, is moving in a new direction. It's completely going, you know, change, 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 change. I think that this is the Doctor not being the Doctor anymore. And why I say that is for a couple of reasons. One, one of the, the, the rules of Hollywood, so to speak, or the rules of show business is to, to come back, you have to go away. And what I mean is, is... So you think she's going to trans like get back to being the doctor later? Right, something? like that she's not the doctor anymore. The reason that she goes, oh, brilliant, isn't, oh, I'm a woman. This is cool. Oh, brilliant, I'm not even a man anymore, so I don't even have to... Uh, I don't even have to relate to that to the doctor anymore i'm now just a completely new person yeah that's interesting and then that's, that'll be interesting to see yeah and then it builds to the return of the doctor being the doctor again so then with the I culmination gotcha. of series 11 is her picking up the sonic screwdriver again and finding the tardis and you know now we go into series 12 with now the doctor's the doctor again I got you. I mean, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. It kind of falls in line with, uh, you know, when we were doing our predictions. I said that I didn't think anyone was going to see her regenerate, and I was right. No one did. Yeah, no one. So, so not a single could, person witnessed that regeneration. She she can definitely get away with not being ever the, telling anyone she's a time lord or anything. Right, not being the doctor, and then having the 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 turmoil there is is that you'll see her kind of like be put in predicaments where she has to be the doctor but she doesn't want to and maybe that's where one like uh you know the companions come in right they like she's in this situation and she doesn't want to be doctorish but then she kind of has, has to, to be doctorish and then he goes how did you do that or how did you know to do that or, or something like that and then he like is intrigued with her and kind of follows her around here and there and then she gets more into those situations and whatnot right so I, I can see that and That'd then, be interesting to then see. in other episodes Maybe someone else is in charge and she has to, like, backdoor it in a way. Because, yeah. you know, and then it's like, you should put in a seat where, like, oh, if, you know, why do, you know, if I don't do this, people will die. And then maybe she's, you know, she's slowed down and she's realizing that she doesn't enjoy it as much as being, you know, uh, gallivanting around the universe. Because, I mean, the other thing is, you know, we've, we've seen the episode with the, remember back uh, with the 11th Doctor, it was the, was it the Power of Three, I think? Yeah. It was the episode where uh, it, it shows the Doctor with Amy and Rory kind of like doing housework and he's busy, 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 busy doing all this stuff. And then and they're like, he's like, how long was that? And they're like, you were gone for an hour. And he's like, oh God, I can't do doing things in the right order. It's so boring, you know, just staying still. So you would say, oh, well, the doctor wouldn't do that. The doctor, the, the, she wouldn't, she wouldn't, you know, want to be stagnant or everything. Well, hold on now. The doctor spent 600 years living a basic, boring, 
life on Trenzalore. Yeah, but he was, like, protecting it from attacks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but he, he wasn't traveling. He wasn't... <laughs> I know. He had something to do, though. So, what but, my point is... Yeah, it'll is, be interesting to see. I think I think that's what they were going for. I don't know, obviously, but it's, that's what it screamed out to me, was that this doctor... That she's not going to be the doctor anymore. Or at least not for a yeah. period of time. I don't know. No, it's, that's interesting to think about. That's a, that's really cool. I mean, that's a... It's a good little theory, and we're like, of course, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what it's going to be like. But we just got to make sure we're, you know, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what it's going to be like. But yeah, that's a that's a really cool theory, and I, I don't believe you think I thought of that yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was yeah, that was totally <laughs> me. I got, got it all off. No, no, no. That's that's awesome. But that's okay, awesome. so <laughs> that's it. That is our review of the Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time, and now is the hard part of waiting nine more months, ten more months. For more Doctor Who. Oh God, we we were so now anxious for this, and now we're on the other side of it, and it's like the real wait begins. Yeah, now we now we get to see what everyone else thinks, right? You know, and all that sort of stuff. So let us actually, that's a good point. Let us know on the Facebook page uh, what you guys are, what you thought about the Christmas special, how you felt about it. Speaking of the Facebook page. Uh, the contest for the reviews is now over. We do have a winner. The winner will be private messaged. Uh, if you don't get a message from me, then obviously you know you didn't win. Uh, but we appreciate you guys doing that. And I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So I am Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our TARDISes. And we'll see you guys next week.